Attention goal setters and goal crushers. This is the show for you. We have Sandra Holling here and she has so much to offer here on That Entrepreneur Show. My name is Vincent A. Lancey and I am excited to get another episode out to you all. She is streaming in from Rhode Island and she jokes that goals used to give her hives. That's because goals are external motivators. They don't always take into the realities of living as a human in a body with real health challenges, families that rely on you, and other issues that inevitably do pop up. She has been able to make lasting and meaningful changes using a strategy of states instead. A state is an internal motivator rather than the external, or an identity shifting your focus from I will to I am. This fundamental mindset shift integrates your goal of being a profitable business owner, starting a new wellness practice, or even letting go of to-dos that don't serve you into a part of the future of who you want to be. Sandra is an expert in creating human-centered systems, and I'm excited to learn so much more today. She's going to share the difference between goals and states and how you can use this mindset strategy to become more steady, holistic progress towards success over time. She will also delve into how she's learned to decide if you should lead with a goal or a state to achieve what you want. Notice small things that are standing in the way and the impact they have on our progress and experience of success. Close the loop of negative thinking and stop being hard on yourself when you're not as productive as you feel you should have been. I'm very excited to bring on the founder of Aligned Productivity and make sure you stay tuned for the spotlight story at the halfway point. And since we are joined by an entrepreneur who is a goal setting expert for the spotlight story, we're going to dive into a goal setting article from Entrepreneur Online and then get Sandra's take on it. But let's kick this off. Sandra, why did you become an entrepreneur? I became an entrepreneur because I wanted to see if I could do it. It was pretty much that simple. I had been consulting um, sort of like as an internal internal service provider for a large architecture firm for years, um, setting up complicated CRM system and automating their marketing. And uh, you know I would I remember this one day where I would uh, I was sitting at my desk and I got this phone call from a, a colleague who had been at the same firm and had left. And she's like, Sandra, when are you going to pimp yourself out? Because nobody understands this shit like you do. And you just, you need to like, you need to do this. And that wasn't the first time that happened. It happened many times. And so at a certain point, um, I uh, had an opportunity to to do that, to like step out and, and take on a consulting engagement. And um, I was blessed. I had a good opportunity right out of the gate. Like I didn't have to go through this, the right. struggle bus of that first six months. But I'll tell you, the second 18 months, that was a different story, right? Like we all go through it at some point. Um, and and it really became this, uh, this project, uh, like a huge focus in my life of just who am I? How am I showing up? What does professional excellence look like to me? And being an entrepreneur by far is more challenging than functioning internally as a role for me, the way I'm wired. And so that's why I'm here. That's why I do this. This segment is sponsored by Bedrock Business Builders, a small business startup specialist. Start, build, 
manage. Well, I'm glad you took that leap because of all of the great things you were doing and you're about to really inform our audience on ways they can succeed. We all can use tips and strategies to grow as things don't stay the same. We need to find ways to continue to challenge ourselves. And Sandra is going to do just that. And as she mentioned, she previewed there, I should say, where she had the second year was more challenging than right away for her. We're going to learn all about this entrepreneurial journey just about now. But before we dive into your business here, Sandra, I'd love to help the audience. Please share one of your greatest lessons learned in entrepreneurship. Yeah, so I think one of the greatest lessons that I've learned, honestly, is patience, which sounds kind of boring, but you know, we all feel like we're behind where we're supposed to be. It doesn't matter whether you're earning you know, pennies right now or whether you hit that six figure or whether you've hit seven figures, there's always like some other next level. And even if we can get into a mindset of like, we don't care about that and we've let that go, it's still in the, you know, in the general ethos. Like we're, we're, it's hard to, you know, we're all swimming in the same water, right? Um, and somebody who's a little far ahead of you will always say, you can't be behind. It's impossible. You just are where you are, right? And while we might hear that intellectually, embodying it, experiencing it and allowing it to be true for ourselves, that's a different story. So, I think patience is a big piece of it, of like trusting that you're on the right path, trusting that um, you're putting yourself in the right situations with the right people, that you're in the right environment can really help you to build that confidence that you're taking the right actions. And also trusting that like the mistakes you're making are creating your future. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Like we're all born of our mistakes. That's how we learn. We don't learn when things are easy, frankly, like that's just not how it flies. Like humans need challenge in order to to develop uh, new skills. So uh, it, it's having the patience with that whole process and the trust that it is working the way it's supposed to and trusting your instinct, right? So I think patience and trust are like really the two things that resonate for me the most. I love that. I'm putting that in the show notes here. You need to trust your patience. And I mean, you need to have patience in the process. You need to have, trust your instincts. All of these things, entrepreneurship is going to try you. It's going to put you up and down. And you, I've learned I've taken thousands of no's before you take even a couple of yeses. And that's just the thing where, and we talked a little bit of failure right there too, right? Mm -hmm. It's all learning mm -hmm. lessons now for me. It's mm -hmm. not just failure. It's just, okay, I didn't know how to do that before or I didn't know how to do it as well. Now I fixed up what I could have done better on and do well this time around. Thank you for sharing that, Sandra. Now let's dive right back into your business now. As I mentioned, we have the founder of Aligned Productivity here on the show. Let's, talk, let's hear all about it. Yeah, so I um, do a mix of consulting and coaching. Uh, a lot of my clients are women. They're often neurodiverse or have some sort of chronic health problem, or they might just be like kind of fed up with the traditional hustle culture, productivity nonsense, and, and all the junk on social media that wears us all out, right? The comparisonitis. So, so that's my core client, and I work with them in two ways. The first is that um, I'll help them automate their marketing system. So whether that's building out an Airtable base or a Notion base to organize contacts and clients, or their content stream, like you know, uh, social media or articles they're writing. Um, sometimes I'll like build out landing pages and like help them streamline that whole process from I have an opportunity, I want to have a landing page, I want to have a welcome sequence, like just sort of um, ad hoc plug in the holes on the digital marketing front. That's one side of my business. And then the other side, which is what I'm most passionate about right now is Align Productivity, which is my community for helping you 
like get shit done without the hustle nonsense and uh it's just a lovely place to hang out like they are my people i am a member as much as i am the leader and that feels really good to have created a space uh that i can be fully myself which is kind of a lesson in entrepreneurship too is which is why trusting your instinct is so important because if you're building a business that somebody else is telling you to build and it's not landing for you on some level mm -hmm that is going to have consequences down the line like we we need to build businesses that we actually enjoy not wasting time living someone else's life living under someone else's guidelines that's very important and for me i went to school for finance did my mba and I, i've shared this before i thought i wanted the corner office with the title and the money and i got a small taste of it at 23 had more money than i've had and i just wasn't happy overall and i learned that wow okay that's not a cliche money really isn't everything i for me, I value time, being able to see my family as much as possible, taking off when I need to take off for my mental health day, all of these things. And like yourself, I'm better working in this environment. I'm a morning person. I leverage that 3 to 3, 3 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's my strong 12. And I don't even consider it work at this point. It's just I love what I'm doing, and I can't wait for it to continue to monetize further and be able to help more students and hospital patients on a larger scale as we continue to grow. But before this spotlight story, Sandra, I would like to now ask you to help our listeners a little more. What are some of the more challenging parts of entrepreneurship for you to help everyone listening on get through them themselves? Yeah, so I think the first thing that pops into my head is uh, the endless curveballs, right? Like, doesn't matter what your plan is. The way I uh, explain it in my community is no plan survives contact with reality. So one of the things we work on a lot in the in the community and the coaching program is just how much white space do you have how much buffer do you have and white space actually comes in different flavors like there's buffer which is just blank it's like space between things there's transition white space so you're going from one thing to another maybe within the business but maybe within your life like do you have transition between your day and your work day and your your evening or whatever your your professional time and your family time uh and so having that white space allows us to be more agile when we have those curveballs, right? Um, the other thing that I think you can do to tackle the curveballs too is like, just make a list of everything that's going on in your business, like all the things that have to happen, um, even down to the nitty gritty, and then kind of evaluate like, what are the odds of this not happening the way it's supposed to? And is there something I can do to take care of that? So it's like proactively um, deciding what projects and where you're going to invest your time so you know i work with people a lot on their planning for the quarter or the, for the year or whatever and sometimes the plans they, they feel like they're coming out of left field when you're talking to somebody like they have this brilliant idea and they want to do this thing but meanwhile they keep putting out the same fires on repeat and one of the ways to kind of reduce the burden of those curveballs is to like let's decide the projects based on the fires so that things start to feel calm right and then this brings up the second challenge, which is because we have entrepreneurial spirit and we are problem solvers by nature, we will create problems in our business where there are none. So the second thing that has to happen is uh, it's like letting your nervous system learn how to be okay with okay, right? Not everything needs to be a problem. Not everything needs to be solved. Some things can just surf the wave and will we'll like come out in the wash and it's okay. Um, so those are the two things I think are, are really important, kind of three things. It's like addressing the curveballs by dealing with fires when you're doing your project planning. Having that white space allows you to kind of transition and um, 
allowing your nervous system to adapt and like be aware that when you're adapting to a new normal and it doesn't mean that anything's wrong and it can but it can feel very different and we can kind of go down a rabbit hole of recreating the same intensity because that's what we're used to so many great points and i'm going to have them in the show description when this goes live we create the problems for ourselves unintentionally maybe but i found that with myself in the past as well we're okay i mean things have come out better at the other end but i could have done a few things but there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship i say that all the time there is no textbook it is trial and error trial and error trial and error at some cases you, i'm a career student if it were free i'd still be in school but there's nothing like doing it on your own and that's something i found here in my business endeavors thank you for a lights out episode so far sandra i'm excited to really dive into the spotlight story with you as you have so much experience and knowledge with goal setting and how we can improve ourselves entrepreneur online has a small write-up on goal setting what they think of it and then we're going to bring sandra back on to get her take on it and some more expertise of course the article starts out if you really want to make a success of your business it's important to define your business goals especially before you get started for some the goal is the freedom to do what they want when they want without anyone telling them other lies for others financial security setting goals is an integral part of choosing the business that's right for you after all, if your business doesn't meet your personal goals, you probably won't be happy waking up each morning and trying to make the business a success. At its simplest, a goal is just something you aim for. But goals are powerful contributors to successful business growth in several ways. And to begin with, the process of setting goals forces you to think about what you want from your business and how growth may or may not provide that. This process helps suggest directions for pursuing that growth, which can greatly improve your chances of achieving your goals in the first place. And now when setting goals, you aim for the following qualities, specificity, optimism, realism, and short and long-term. And the first is you have a better chance of achieving a goal if it's specific. Raising capital is not a goal. Raising $10,000 by July 1st is. Be positive when you set your goals. Being able to pay the bills isn't exactly an inspirational goal. Achieving financial security phase, phrases, excuse me, your goal in a more positive manner, thus firing up your energy to attain it. The realism area, if you set a goal to earn 100 grand a month, when you've never earned that much in a year, that is called unrealistic. Begin with small steps, and I agree with that so much, baby steps with everything, such as increasing your monthly income by, say, 25%. Once your goal is met, start the next goal. And then short and long term. Short-term goals are attained in a period of weeks to a year. Long-term can be 5, 10, 20 years. They should be substantially greater than short-term goals, but also realistic. And before I bring Sandra back on, there are several factors to consider when setting goals. I'm going to touch on two. Lifestyle. This includes areas such as travel, hours of work, investment of personal assets, and geographic location. Are you willing to travel extensively or to move? How many hours are you willing to work? Which assets are you willing to risk? And then let's also touch on, of course, income. While money is not everything, it is something. Many entrepreneurs go into business to achieve financial security. Consider how much money you want to make during your first year of operation and each year after up to five years. Sandra, what are your takeaways from this goal-setting article from Entrepreneur Online? Well, I'll tell you, the first thing um, that struck me is right at the beginning, they start talking about gold. You're, they're using the word goals, but what they're really talking about is intentions. They're talking about why the heck you're doing this. Like entrepreneurship to me, it's like uh, a, 
a spiritual journey, if there ever was one, like you, you can't be in business for yourself and not come face to face with all of your shadows and your demons and your challenges. And so it's, it's why this matters. This, uh, I would call it intention setting is because that's hard work. That's hard emotional work. It can be hard physically. Uh, there's a lot of challenges that come with entrepreneurship. And so what they're really getting at is you need to know why the heck you're doing this or you're, you're going to burn out. Right. So I think that's, that's number one. Um, the second thing that struck me that I thought was really good is this idea about realism. So this whole myth of the six figure business, like it's just, there's a weird, um, I think seesaw here and I'm, I'll do the best I can to explain the way I see this. So on one hand, um, depending on the type of business you're running and what you're doing, uh, six figures a year is broke. Like that's nothing. And particularly if you live in a city, like I lived in um, DC and Boston and six figures a year, that's that doesn't go very far, especially if you had have real business expenses, right? Um, on the other hand, if you are a stay at home mom and you're just sort of breaking into this to have some mad money or to take your kids on a vacation, like six figures a year might blow your mind, right? And so I think it's really important that not only are we realistic, but we're doing it in context with our actual lives and, and what our intentions are again, like, why are we doing this? What are we hoping to get out of it? And that, that is really just as important as saying, is it reasonable for me to make a hundred thousand in a quarter when I've never made that much in a year. Right. Um, and then the other thing the what I tell my super new entrepreneur coaching clients, like if they're just starting out, I'm like, your goal is to get one paying client. That's your goal. And then your goal is to get another one. And we do it one thing at a time. Um, and the reason I, I explain it that way is because um, and this kind of starts to come into what I disagree with about this article. And that is that there's a lot of focus on metrics and defining things. And that's only one piece of the puzzle. And the reality is, is that you cannot uh, decide that you're going to raise $10,000 by July 1st. Like that decision does not mean that it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then we put all of our emotion on that decision. It's one thing for Google to do it. It's one thing for some startup where, where like, that's just a different animal. And yes, there are startups where the founders are emotionally involved, but most of us as entrepreneurs, we, we operate from emotion way more than we'd like to admit. And so um, we need to guard against that disappointment and that discouragement of not hitting the goal on repeat. So I view goals as things that once you set them, so if the goal is three paying clients, right, you keep doing different actions and running intentional experiments until you get those three clients. Mm -hmm. The goal does not change. And so because the goal is not changing, there's no reason to beat yourself up about it, right? Because we've set the bar, we know what the first step is, and we're going to try different things until we get there. And that trying different things is focusing on what I call uh, lead indicators, right? You're, you're, how many reach outs are you doing? How visible are you on social? Are you doing speaking engagements? Are you getting on podcasts? Like, what are you doing to make people aware of how you can help them? That those are all lead indicators. You can control those things for the most part. And that's where we want to put the metrics and the focus. So I'm going to do three reach outs a day. I'm going to pitch 10 podcasts a month. That is what those habits also right start to create that outcome and then you get to look at the habits and say hey did this create my three clients maybe it created 10 clients maybe it created 30 
but, and then you can refine the experiment to decide what it is that you want to do next. And like, okay, is it time to raise that bar? And eventually in your entrepreneurship journey, you do get to a point where stretch goals make sense. But early on, if you're under 250K, often that's just a recipe for feeling frustrated and being hard on yourself. And so many of us are in this for very emotional reasons. And that's just not something we need to add to the plate. It does not create the emotional foundation or the neurochemicals or anything that's going to motivate you to take bold action, which is what you need to be doing. I love that. It's such an inspirational piece where so what if you don't hit the goal right away, you just change how you do it, go better. And that's what we were just talking about before, a little bit of trial and error, finding ways to succeed in entrepreneurship. Again, everyone listening on, if you get knocked down, just get back up think outside the box. Sandra is a great inspiration for that. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show in just a few moments to find out where she is online, where to find out more about her and improve your goal setting knowledge by reaching out. But before we do that, and I'm excited for this one because you've offered so much today, Sandra, if you could recommend any app, book, tool, workshop, anything that helps you as an entrepreneur to our community of entrepreneurs, what can you recommend? Yeah, it's so hard for me as a as a nerdy person who loves technology to like pick only one. Uh, but I'll tell you what it is. If I have to pick one, it's Text Expander, which sounds so, so simple and so silly if you know what it is. If you don't, it's basically a tool that you can go in and plug in all the things that you type all the time, your name, your address, the website links you go to, the hex codes for your branding, um, frequently asked questions, blog links on your, um, you know, uh, links to your opt-in forms, all of that stuff can go in Text Expander. And then rather than you having to remember or find it, all you have to do is type a little short code and it will pop right out into whatever document or form you're filling out. And I was a little skeptical when I first found this app. And within a few months, like they send you a little report and tell you how much time you've saved. And like, literally you will save days, weeks, months of time typing out these itty bitty little things. And so why do I say this is the thing you want why, out of all the things? Like the reason I say it is because it's universal. I might be a Notion person. You might be an Evernote person, right? There's so much nuance in picking other tools that I think for me to say, you need to use this. It, it just doesn't feel right to me as a tech person. Like I want more context to be able to recommend something. But Text Expander is one of those things where like pretty much anybody can benefit from Text Expander. So that's my that's my number one. I've never heard of it, so I added it to the notes here for everyone, and I'm going to go check it out after the show ends. But before we sign off, it is time for one of my favorite questions because I learned so much about each guest. Which entrepreneur are you sitting down with throughout history to pick their brain? It's a, such a tough question. I think the first thing that pops into my head is Seth Godin. Okay. I, I love his uh, perspective. He's so grounded. Um but just a dynamic thinker. Uh, if you're curious about learning more about him, he did a great interview not that long ago on the Tim Ferriss show. Um, and so I would really recommend it. He talks a lot about imposter syndrome and like getting getting unstuck and like, what is it like to just be in the messiness of the work? Uh, it was a great interview. So Seth Godin would be it, hands down. All right, well, where are you gonna meet him? That's a really good question. I have to strategize on this. <laughs> Yeah, where's the best place to meet him? I always try to delve a little deeper there. Um, but I agree, Marketing Wiz has so much to offer. Seth Godin on there. But with that, I have to thank you so much for joining the show today, Sandra. I appreciate your team reaching out and getting you on the show because of how much you offered us. I mean, this is unbelievable. Everybody out there, 
again, a big takeaway is comparisonitis in the beginning, transition, the white space. But again, guard against not hitting that goal. Just find new ways to do that. I think that was very, very inspirational. Where can we find you online? So if you are interested in getting support with your marketing systems, you can find me at sandrafixyourtech.com. And if you're interested in help with planning and productivity and just feeling less like you're stuck in a hustle uh, merry-go-round, you can find me at feelmoreproductive.com. Feelmoreproductive.com and sandrafixyourtech.com. There she is. She's at Align Productivity on socials. Yep. Align Productivity and Creatrix of Order on social. Great. Well, everyone just scroll down in the episode description to find this. I'm going to ask her to send me all of these links and I'll put it right in there. And I am at Vincent Lancy on all social media. Be sure to check out my YouTube channel because writing with authors is nearing episode 50, which is so cool for me. And I'm honored to connect with writers all around the world. The show is at That Entrepreneur Show and hashtag That Entrepreneur Show on all social media. And with that, I will see you on Halloween for another episode with Raul out in Minnesota. Sandra started our Halloween weekend. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks so much for having me. 